All right. So she has me do the intro every time. So I'm just going to go ahead and do that. You have to. (laughs) You're listening to the Straight Crooked Podcast. All right. Today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited about this. The wonderful, talented Ali Zemeco. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm so excited too. This is like a dream for me. She was a little bit older, missed the Naked Brothers band train. Okay. I was like the fangirl of it. <laughs> I feel like it's like a cult classic. Like you either knew it and loved it or you didn't know about it at all. At all. So it's so funny. Right. Yes, definitely. I definitely knew of it. It was just a little bit after my time, I think. <laughs> we are like into boys at that point. <laughs> right. And I was just watching the Naked Brothers band. I love it. Um, so I tried to do minimal Googling because I like to learn about people very organically from them. But I cool. did see that you are from Connecticut, correct? Yes. Did you grow up there for most of your life or was it just like a born there kind of thing? I um, I have an interesting start to life. So I was adopted at birth um, and I came out early, really early, like three months early. Oh, wow. um, and so I think the plan was always for me to like hatch in Connecticut, but it ended up that I was born in Florida. My mom who adopted me, got me there. And then, yeah, so pretty much born and raised, if you will, in Connecticut, but officially, I guess, born in Florida, but yeah, I would live there until I was 17. Okay, okay. cool. So when did you start getting into <laughs> acting and how did you become like part of the Naked Brothers band and everything? Yeah, so that too is kind of um, interesting. It was a total accident. I started, <clears throat> I started acting more or less at age five, okay. um, completely on accident. My mom's really good friends from high school. Um, her daughter ended up because Connecticut's so close to New York. Um, ended up becoming like an agent in the nineties um, in New York. And my mom is a teacher and did not want me to be in the industry at all. Um, but we would do like mother daughter dates to the city and go to like Dylan's candy bar and like FAO Schwartz. And we would go say hi to her. Um, and then one day we just happened to be in the city and um, there was an audition for the King and I, um, and my mom didn't think I was going to get it. And I got it and I loved it. Um, and so I think that kind of started my kind of like pathway into acting at such a young age. Um, <clears throat> we did Broadway and then um, did it for a few years and kind of came back, was a normal kid um, for a couple of years. And then and then just Naked Brothers Band happened to be like a low budget independent project film. Um, <clears throat> and then just as luck would have it, yeah, it did a couple film festivals and Nickelodeon saw it. And so it's just, it's all kind of happened like by accident. But That's awesome. Per- I Dang. had no idea that it was independent at first. I thought it was kind of always a Nickelodeon thing. So that's really cool to learn. Um, yeah, it was um, completely. And and I think um, now as an adult, and I, I'm sure you guys have seen like so much has come out between like, you know, so many, I think, trauma stories that have yes. happened on Disney and Nickelodeon. <clears throat> you know, while there was definitely some crazy things that happened, like, I really can't resonate and identify with a, a lot of what those kids went through, thank God, um, because we were such an externally made I guess, show and film. Um, And I think in the long run, while we maybe weren't as popular or didn't have as many seasons, um, it's because we we didn't film and we were not on a regular like Nickelodeon film schedule. We were very like black sheep in terms of production. And I think in the end, it really, it saved us all a lot. So it was kind of cool. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, 
Um, I think I was like eight years old, probably when the movie came out. And just being a naive eight-year-old, I didn't even realize it was like a movie. I thought it was an actual documentary at first. And it was it was very jarring as a kid to learn that it was all, you know, scripted and everything. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So not, not, it wasn't, um, it wasn't completely like completely fake. So I think there were definitely some elements that were scripted, like Rosalina, for instance, mm -hmm. myself. Um, I think it was so hard to categorize Naked Brothers Men 2 for its time because it walked the line of like mockumentary and then actual documentary because Nat and Alex were brothers. They were making right. this music. I think the elements around Nat and Alex were a little made up, like me, the band, the rest of the kids. But in terms of all the music and like pretty much the the, the brothers, that was very much real. So it's not okay. all, it wasn't all fake. Right. <laughs> so I was curious about um, most of the characters, like you said, Nat and Alex are obviously really brothers and a lot of them went by their real names. Was going by Rosalina like a choice you made? You didn't want to use your name or was that like part of the script already? No, actually it was funny. Um, I did not think that I was not cut out nor a good fit for the role originally of Rosalina. Um, she was actually supposed to be Mexican and it was supposed to be like they envisioned um, a small like young Hispanic girl. Um, and at the time my direct competition was, oh my God, her name is escaping me. Raquel, God, what was her name? She um she played uh she was the kid in Jersey Girl with Ben Affleck. God, we can Google it. Uh, um I don't know what her hold name on. is, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Hold on. It's gonna be one of those things where I need Raquel, Rochelle, Raquel Castro. Okay. Um she was like the it girl of that time, and and they had her in mind, um, essentially what it came down to my agent just needed someone to go on the audition and they told me like you're not a good fit at all but go and <laughs> great um what it really came down to was because it was organically musically oriented because of Nat and Alex I think um what put me up on the edge was I was musically inclined I don't know what her audition was like but I know that I went into the audition and sang um, like an old school jazz song, which resonated with Polly. And and that's, I think, kind of was the deciding factor. Okay, that's very cool. Um, yeah. Did you actually play all the instruments that Rosalina played on the show? Yeah, no, not all of them at all. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them, um, but I, I feel like it's maybe riding a bike. I don't actively play instruments anymore. Right. Um, but I started with um, violin and then I went to cello. And then I went to stand up, or not stand up, uh, electric bass, um, and then to guitar, and then rhythmically drums. Like I'm, I definitely can like pick up an instrument and play it. But was I like a prodigy as Rosalina would know? Definitely not. <laughs> right. I actually um, started playing bass because of Rosalina. I and like you I said, I it. couldn't like not a prodigy by any means and I don't think I even bought a bass guitar until I was in like high school so many years later but all the years in between I was just like this is so cool I have to do this <laughs> I love it do you still play I, I mean I still have it I haven't played it in a while I would like to get back into awesome. it though. 
Yeah. I, again, I'm like, I feel like it's like riding a bike. I've been living in apartments for so long. Like you have to be a courteous neighbor and I haven't yeah. right? picked one up, but, but dope. I love hearing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like a whole thing for me. I would stand up like a broom in my living room as a mic stand. And yes. sometimes I wouldn't even sing the actual lyrics of the song. I would do like the ad libs in the background that I would see Rosalina doing on the show. Yes. The, the backup singers, the backup yes. vocals. I love it. Um, I wanted to share a story with you because this is like the goofiest thing ever. Around that same time, it was in like the MySpace days. I'm young. I'm yes. like computer illiterate. <laughs> I was catfished by someone pretending to be you. No. <laughs> Wait, this is not the first time I've heard it, but God, I'm so really? sorry. What yeah, happened? I mean, <laughs> luckily, it was nothing weird. It was just, you know, the okay, girl yeah. had your picture and your name. And when I would message her, she would message me back like we were friends. And then I was like, I don't like, how do you know this is real? She was posting videos of you that I guess you had posted to YouTube or something. And then it was a whole thing. And I was convinced. I was like, guys, I'm friends with her. Like, we know each other. <laughs> Well, now you know, now you could say it for real. Right. <laughs> and I think like one day, years later, I must have logged in and I saw that the profile had a, a brand new name and like different picture. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't even think at the time I realized I was getting catfished. How funny. It's like someone married with kids, like a whole normal I would like to think it was just like another girl my age and not someone creepy on the internet (laughs) strange to me I don't know who does that but yeah no it's not the first time um apparently there was someone using my picture when like uh dating apps first came out oh no and I've been on dating apps I've never been on tinder and someone was like oh my god we matched on tinder I was like you definitely got catfish but Oh, so weird when people use other people's pictures. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. it is a very strange thing to be doing. <laughs> um, so based off your TikTok comments alone, you seem to be <laughs> a lot of people's bisexual awakening. How does it what feel to be like a bisexual? I'm guilty of commenting that on one of your videos. I love it, but can you explain? Well, okay, from my perspective, <laughs> I got into Naked Brothers Band and it obviously it was like, Nat, oh my God, I have to have him. But when his ro- his uh, love interest was Rosalina, I wasn't jealous. I was like, I kind of want them to be together. Why? And then I was like, oh, I think it's because I love Rosalina. <laughs> like, <laughs> It blows my mind. And it's so crazy to me because I feel like girls either... Well, a lot of girls hated me like they, really we had beef girls really were like I can't believe you're how horrible you are to Nat or girls wanted to fight me a lot like my, my demographic back then I think was like little boys oh, and okay. the girls kind of did not like me wanted Nat to be and now it's so crazy how so many women are like I hated you and now I, lo- I loved you or like <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what that was I wonder if like other girls at that time and and it's funny I've thought about this and I'm like I wonder if it's a lack of representation because you didn't really see Asians like at all and definitely not like mixed Asians so I wonder if it was just because I looked so different than a lot of like other people kids our age at that time right because I feel like other girls like I wonder I just wonder if other girls like if other people have the like awoke invoke this awakening in women I don't know I get this comment a lot like a lot a lot I love it I feel like that's such a compliment yeah 
I love that like you embrace it too. Beard. I love it. It's like when a when a gay guy compliments a straight guy. Like it's like right. the top your compliment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I think it was awesome. It was for me, it was just you were just so cool and you were like the only girl amongst all these rambunctious boys and you like really held your own and I don't know it was just it was fun I appreciate it I need insight on this phenomenon yeah. <laughs> um okay so after Naked Brothers band there was like a 10-year gap before we saw you again pop up on Temptation Island do you want to talk about maybe what was going on in that 10 years that we didn't see you yeah a lot of school a lot of studying a lot nice. of real life um <clears throat> I think what was cool is that I got to see from a very young age that I love acting, I love, you know, filming and all of that, but I kind of got to like experience it from a young age. And I think so many times, like people are never satisfied and like, we always want more. And like, for me, it just, it was a check. It was a box that I checked and it was a huge accomplishment in my life. And like, I felt really satisfied with it like it was overall a positive experience again like um I feel like a lot of the prior Nick and Nickelodeon and Disney kids they stayed with it and they kept going and it's like they maybe were chasing a positive experience and it's like I had a positive experience and now like I'm not the type I, I just I'm always seeking my next adventure and I think it also came I was 17 and it came to a point when a school has always been my thing so like Again, mentioning that we weren't on a normal schedule filming, um, we all stayed in school. So we were not homeschooled oh. like everybody else. <clears throat> we would film from May to October, more or less. And then we would just all go back to our normal lives. And I think it's really cool. And it speaks to why none of the Naked Brothers band have had like a scandal or like none of us right. have, you know, really like had serious issues we all have issues but serious you know mishaps and I think it's just because we all of our parents and production so Holly Draper and Michael Wolf they're like the main executive producers directors that's not an Alex's mom so mm -hmm. there's a level to it I think where to protect the kids was very much there and so we lived normal lives so for me like I was on the cheerleading team like I was very much in high school and so after filming, I went back to high school. So naturally, I literally felt like Hannah Montana, like I'm living this double <laughs> life, you know? And so when you click into what happens after call after high school, it's college. And right. that was something that my mom wanted to do. I wanted to do. And again, like I had a great experience on Nickelodeon. I got offered a couple of what ifs. Well, what if you moved to... So it was interesting at the time, um, I got a... Pretty much, I almost booked it, but um, it was Sunny with a Chance, which ended oh. up being the Demi Lovato show. At the time that I auditioned for it, it also was with the Jonas Brothers. So it was like Demi Lovato on Sunny with a Chance, the Jonas Brothers, and it was like this whole thing. And um, and I couldn't do it because of contract. I technically was still in contract. Oh. And at that point, I was just like, okay, well, then I don't really know what comes next. And you just, you learn quickly that when your contract's up, like you don't really know what happens or comes next. And so for me, I just really wanted to go to college. Um, and I just figured like, if it's meant to be and like, you know, if I fell into acting by accident once, if it's, if that's something that's meant to be, then it's meant to be. Um, 
yeah. And I worked really, you know, I went to college. I worked at Cheesecake Factory. Like I had a normal life, um, went through heartbreak, like, you know, when had my moments, went to the club, like had, I had a normal life, which is something that, you know, I didn't drink in high school, nor like everyone does, you know, I was like a really good kid. I went to college, like a super virgin, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, never drank, never smoked, never like stepped out of line, never broke curfew, like never had any of those experiences. And so I went from Connecticut to Miami and you know <laughs> it's funny too I had a really hard time getting a fake ID and so I didn't um I but drinking I've never been a huge drinker but like it was just the social experience of like not feeling like I live in a fishbowl and not feeling like you know on Nickelodeon I couldn't dye my hair without approval right. it was just like I could do whatever I want and so um that was really nice and I went to college um I did undergrad and a master's so that also took up a lot of time um I got really involved in um uh working in the higher education and I lived a really normal life for a good amount of time um and then I got the call for Temptation Island um literally like three days before I was walking the stage for wow. my master's and I was working a nine to five job, you know, in higher education and like, it was good, but I was ready again for like that next adventure and like, okay, like now what's chapter three. And so I did Temptation Island. That was a wild experience. <laughs> Reality and regular filming are not the same at all. Um, but it was a blast. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I had to take it. And then, uh, and then I, a lot of reality shows you don't get paid for. Um, I've only done reality shows that you do get paid for, for oh, nice. reasons. Um, <laughs> Temptation Island has a single does pay, did pay me. Um, and it actually funded my relocation to LA. So right when I came back from Temptation Island, um, I took that money and I just shipped everything across the country. I've always wanted to live in LA. Um, and and yeah, so that's pretty much how I, why I took the gap and then what happened? Why did I come up on Temptation Island? I came back from Temptation Island. I was like, cool, I'm never doing that ever again, um, <laughs> reality. And then like a week later, I got the call for MTV. And that's a different ball game because I grew up on MTV. I was obsessed with like road rules and real world. Mm -hmm. And so it is my life goal to be on the challenge. TJ Lavin, I'm saying that out there. It's my life goal to be on the challenge. <laughs> and so in order to be on the challenge, you have to do in the show. And so I said yes to X on the beach, which I didn't know was X on the beach at the time. And I did it. And um, now I'm saying I'm officially done. The only time I'll do reality again is if it's obviously the challenge call, which I'm losing hope for, but it's there. <laughs> Okay, we're putting the vibes out there for yeah. you for that putting, one. We're going to manifest it's it. It's going to okay? happen. <laughs> they need new people, okay? The rookies are, <laughs> they need new rookies. But but yeah, so that's been, that's been the journey. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, Thanks. cool. Um, So with Temptation Island, you said you got a call to be on it. So did you have to like, did you submit an application or anything or they found you and they wanted you to come on? It was weird. Um. They originally actually called me out for, <clears throat> at the time I had just uh, synced my new Instagram to Facebook and I like synced it all. And so it was uploading everything and I'm not really on Facebook at all. 
Um, but I think a casting director, someone saw me for a different show, like a Facebook show or something. Mm-hmm. I think Facebook TV or something, I don't know, has like a Bachelor-esque type show. Oh, okay. And uh, obviously I did zero research, but they were really interested in me and they, they flew me out to L.A., um to audition and I bombed it so I was like I don't know what I'm doing they're like are you the type to like hook up with people out of jealousy and I was like no (laughs) like (laughs) cool but um someone in that in that group was casting for Temptation Island so I literally flew home and then I flew back the next week and then I got Temptation Island okay cool I couldn't imagine being in a place with like all the big personalities together and like you're saying, well, I don't know about on Temptation Island. Did you guys actually stay together? So Temptation Island was very different than MTV. Uh, Basically, yes and no. Um, The singles. So I was one of 12 single women. Um, So we stayed in one mansion while with with four boyfriends and then uh 12 single guys stayed in a separate mansion with four girlfriends and so we would sometimes come together and I ended up actually dating my next boyfriend not off the show but he was a single and we got together after the show but we were very much apart from the singles we only really intermingled with with the boyfriends Okay. <laughs> but I know that X on the Beach, I've, I started the season that you were on. I haven't finished it yet, but that was a lot of big personality in one space. And Girl! <laughs> I could not imagine just being in that. Like, I would Forget like. Forget everybody else. Forget everybody else. Talk about, talk about a gay awakening. <laughs> I had my gay awakening on national tv right um no that was a crazy experience my poor exes so to be fair one of them that they flew in is not really my ex they'll explain it he was like sorry spoiler he's someone trying to get out of the friend zone okay but my other ex that did get brought in funny enough he's from temptation island um but the poor guys they were flown out and then nobody expected me to like Nicole they're like well we can't bring her exes in now we're gonna ruin the storyline and so (laughs) those four guys flew across the country and they stayed in the hotel room for like two weeks um because they just it wasn't a good time oh my goodness (laughs) yeah I felt so bad because you can't leave the hotel room like you're sequestered and so it's like wow imagine flying across the world and not seeing any of it (laughs) like Yeah, that would be awful. Well, how is that, by the way, just being sequestered and not being able to talk to anybody? That is the, honestly, like, I could I could get through anything. I, had, in a small way, felt like I was in prison. And I know that that's probably a really, like, out-of-touch statement, but put it this way, like, I was doing prison workouts. So, like, they, it's, <clears throat> across all reality shows, it's the same process to the point where they use the same psychologist. And I saw him twice and I was like, oh, this is like a very by the book across all shows. So um, you go through rounds and rounds of interviews uh, or passings. And then um, once you make it in, you take a 600 question personality test. And then after that, 
you go and you sit with a psychology psychologist who goes through the tests and your results and literally reads you for filth. He like knows you better than yourself. And that's how they choose you. So when they talk, when you talk about big personalities, like everybody on the show is chosen very, very specifically and for a reason. Um, and with that being said, I actually struggled to understand kind of why I was chosen for Temptation Island. Um, MTV X on the Beach was a little bit more um, like bringing in people who have had done previous things mm -hmm. but temptation island like I, it's funny there's a longer story behind it but i got kicked off of temptation island by production um and it was hilarious okay let's get into it um, as i take <laughs> off my bra i'm like let's let's keep um long story short um when I say that I had no idea why I got chosen, um, I got kicked off by production. So basically, uh, me and another girl who was on there, her name is Jeffrey. She was a little older, too. We were, like, on the older side of the spectrum for contestants because they're looking for, like, 21 and 22-year-old girls, um, which we looked good, but we, like, had our wits about us. And we would sit around, because um, they're filming you all the time, and talk about real things, like, women's suffrage and homelessness and like social injustice and you know racism and like real life problems and they hated us because we were boring for reality tv standards oh, wow. and they would continually try to get us drunk or hook up I didn't hook up with anyone like boyfriends not my type and uh eventually uh we got kicked off by production the boy the the guys were upset because we were just like a nice like we weren't talking shit about the girlfriends we weren't you know like there for the cameras like I had just graduated she's a flight attendant like we were just chilling in Hawaii <laughs> and um long story short we we read through our contracts and we pretty much told production like you broke contract and we'll sue and um originally Temptation Island was supposed to be one giant mansion but they realized that all the singles would go for each other and so <clears throat> they ended up paying and losing the deposit on the mansion and doing the two separate houses and they gave jeffrey and i the keys to this mansion in maui and as singles were eliminated we just brought them in um because we had a friend in production and when you get eliminated from a reality show they book your flight right then and there um but knowing that because she was a flight attendant you have 24 hours to change it so we had keys to a Maui mansion for two months and flights. So we just called and we said, hey, push those flights back, you know, uh, a month and a half, essentially. And we stayed in Hawaii. I got tatted my first tattoo. Um, <laughs> Hawaii was my 50th state. And so I was like, I'm not leaving. I'm going to explore the island. Um, and that's exactly what we did. And we got up to like 15 singles in the house that that were unlucky and we all stayed in Hawaii and we explored and we enjoyed it and we um you know coming off of the sequestering process you get used to not having your phone and you get used to not going on Instagram and not scrolling and um you know that's why I'm like oh it's gonna drive me crazy because if I can't think of something like just now I googled Raquel Castro right you can't do that in the house <laughs> you can't <laughs> So there, you get used to that life. And so I think it definitely shaped all of us as people. And like, you learn to live in the moment and live in the present. And like, um, thank God we saw Hawaii because it's never going to look the same. Um, and we made the most of it. And it was, it was honestly the, 
the best part of reality was not reality, but, but what came of it. But yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. That's incredible. I mean, I mean, it's not great to get kicked off of something, but I think that could, oh I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That seemed like it ended very well. That is very cool that you got to do that. It was very fun. <laughs> um, so ever since then, up until now, what have you been up to? So since moving to LA, I've always been in hospitality. Have either one of you worked as like a server? Or like, yes. Where have yes. you worked or what positions? Um, so I actually worked at, well, it's the Marriott now, but I used to work for Weston nice. Hotels. Um, okay. And so I was in spa there, which was rough in itself, but I've done servers at like little sandwich shops and stuff like that. So you get it. Like it's a different oh, type yeah. of nature of the beast. Um, but I, I did my master's with kind of a focus in nonprofit. Um, I think being on Naked Brothers Band and like we did a lot of work with nonprofits, like kids constantly from Make-A-Wish or like different, you know, we went to um, New Orleans and after Hurricane Katrina and we rebuilt a school, like uh, we were very, very nonprofit oriented. And I think I learned from a young age, I really like people and like helping people. Um, and so I moved to LA with the intention of kind of like working in nonprofit out here, um, especially with homelessness and being adopted. Like, I think it's my... I don't think I know it's my dream to work with kids in the system and with adopted and fostered kids. Um, and that was my intention moving out to LA. You just realize that it's not a good combination when LA is so expensive to live in and nonprofit doesn't pay, but I've always also had a love for hospitality. And like, I love the nature of that beast. I've been a server. I've been all like, you know, served through college, all positions. And then, um, yeah, I fell into hospitality out here. I worked for Tao. I worked for a couple big like corporate giants and I did restaurant openings and was a manager um, and did really well. The last position I had, I was kind of curating and executing um, a restaurant that was kind of going in like the Soho House members direction, but not fully exclusive members. And so we were kind of finding and forging this like middle ground. And um, I think found a love for it and so I kind of been working in hospitality for a while um but I just made the switch to luxury events and catering which I, I really oh. love like kind of doing I do a lot of weddings and like that kind of thing which I love like all of the details and the themes um pardon me but I am um, actually on the side I started my own little business um, and so I consult uh restaurants that are opening I have a new restaurant opening in Beverly Hills in the spring um, and I pretty much curated and did all of their guest relations, everything client or guest facing. Um, and so it's kind of like a little, like, you know, part-time consulting small business that it's like my little baby and it's small, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I've always wanted to kind of like work for myself one day eventually. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, taking the steps towards that, but pretty much that's it. That's, that's all awesome. I got going that's on. impressive. Yeah. yeah. Props to you and I mean, both of you for working in hospitality. I've always been such an introvert. I, I just, that's something I could not deal with. Um, actually, fun fact, I mean, she knows this, but I didn't speak to anyone in school besides the teachers until like third grade. Like I would whisper to them. I don't want the kids. To, I don't know why. I've always been like that. Um, I guess the closest I worked to hospitality was I worked in a jail for a while, um, booking in inmates. Girl, that's probably <laughs> 
Wait, but you are actually so um, conversation. Like you, you're so great. I would never know that you oh. were so quiet for so long. So thank you. Thanks. <laughs> you worked in a jail. I did. You yeah. You steps, girl. <laughs> what did you do there? Um, so I was always behind the glass. I didn't have like face. Of, well, I guess it's face to face, but I was protected always because some of them can get rowdy. Um, I would do booking them in, bailing them out, like doing all the paperwork. Oh, um, that's so cool. It was a lot of interaction with them, which is fun. You know, like there's some really good people that just have unfortunate situations. And then there's others that are a little bit more scary. And <laughs> Um, but Whoa. I think the family members were probably the hardest to deal with calling in. They're very demanding. It's, it was like a whole thing, but yeah, my, my thing used to be phone calls. I didn't want to take phone calls. I didn't want to talk on the phone in front of people. And I had no choice, but to do that when I was at the jail. So that kind of helped bring me out of my show. <laughs> oh God, the worst phone calls too, I'm sure. Oh yeah. It was crazy there, but yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was definitely very fast, fast paced. So but. still customer service. Like I, I yeah, feel like yeah. everybody in some aspect, retail, you know, any aspect phones, it, it's like a rite of passage. I feel like you learn so many people's skills and patience and tolerance for yeah. others by working those positions. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So before we get into like the more fun questions yeah. for you. I know you said if it's like meant to come back to you acting and everything. So does that mean we can expect to see you on our screens one day again, maybe? God, I who's to say from your mouth to God's ears? Honestly, <laughs> like, you know, again, like I it's it's been really humbling living in LA. So here's where you're, you're like, we're gonna switch to fun. I'm like, I'm gonna switch to therapy. So <laughs> we you know, we and I say we is because I have so many friends out here who are, I feel like everyone here in some way or another is pursuing the business, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, we pursue this business, we pursue this business. And what I, I've learned so much living in LA, number one, um, again, like being happy with what you've already accomplished and earned. Like, you know, if it doesn't happen for me and I'm never on a TV screen again, like, wow, I had years of it when I grew up. So like, I'm, it's shaped my perspective. Like I don't chase that dream anymore. Um, and also I think there's a level to it where again, like telling you how I kind of fell into it. And then I fell into it. Like Nickelodeon didn't, Naked Brothers didn't, didn't start out on Nickelodeon. It was like, it was like a low budget independent film that, you know, it just, I have chills thinking about it. I, I literally have chills now because it's just a lot of things in my life have just been such uncanny timing. Like one, one investor producer was at, you know, the film festival and saw our thing and just had an idea and made a phone call and someone picked up that phone call. Like it, it was never something that I actively pursued. And I, as I now I'm in my thirties and I'm an adult and you just, your mind, you, you, I feel like you experience shit and you become more thankful and grateful for, for things. And I, I realize that a lot of it has happened by accident. And I feel like for me to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be on TV again, it totally discredits all of the people right next to me out here in LA who spend thousands of dollars, you know, going to acting classes. I don't do acting classes. I've never done acting classes. 
I got free acting classes when I was on Nickelodeon because we had an acting coach there, you know, and I got free music lessons because we had someone there. But like, I have not put in the, I, I don't do sides and I don't practice scripts and I don't practice monologues. Like I don't practice instruments. I don't work at this business. I don't put any work towards it. Um, rightfully so if it never happens for me like yeah it makes sense because <laughs> there's people out here who have dedicated their whole lives to it and they still are waiting for that big break and I think that's why a lot of times there's a lot of mental health things going on with actors and it's a hard business and I just don't I choose happiness like I choose positivity and peace and like you know it. I, I self-submit sometimes. I actually, um, you know, I'll do it when I'm a good fit and I'll do it when it's something I believe in. But am I out here like pounding the pavement? No, like that doesn't pay my bills. My parents are getting older. My priorities as a woman have kind of shifted a little bit. It was great when I was a kid and I didn't have bills. You know, I have yeah. credit score, I'm not, you know, but, but now like I have things that I very much as a human and as an adult and as a daughter have to worry about, you know, my mom's love you mom, but you're getting older. And there's things that I need to, you know, get these ducks in an order now. And unfortunately acting or influencing or modeling, whatever it is, it's not a consistent business. And when you're an adult and you more or less have your priorities, in a right order, you realize that acting is just, it's a luxury and it's a great career for a lot of people. I'm going to take a bold statement here and say, it's an, it's a very, it's, it's, it's the business now is designed um, in a very nepotism way. It's all about who, you know, and who your aunt is or who your mom is, or um, it's not, you could be so talented and perfect for the role, but if you remind someone of their annoying neighbor or their annoying ex-girlfriend, or, you know, if the casting director's babysitter just walked in, like it just, there's so many different factors now. It's not based on, it's not based on skill. It's not based on, because if it was based on skill and hard work, half of the people that I know would be continually on set. So it just, um, I'm really happy with what I've accomplished. If it happens, it happens. If it does, I'm trying to get on the challenge, actually. Like, right, right. <laughs> girl, like a physical competition. Um, even that, I feel like there's politics in all of it. But yeah, if I'm, you know, if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, like, I've grown into a place as a woman now, or just like, what a cool experience. Um, but it's not who I am, you know? Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, this past year, I just started getting into doing like background work. Um, I don't know. I know that I desire something in the film industry. I don't think that being in front of the camera is for me. I've never actually tried acting before. But um, yeah, it's been interesting just seeing it from the perspective of being on set as one of the extras and kind of seeing how everything works. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but even still, like, you never know, like, oh, so many, uh, who, the, the woman from Friends, um, uh, God, I can't think of anyone tonight. Lisa um, Kudrow, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, thank you. Oh. She, her career started because she was an extra in a music video. Really? And I think it was a country music video, uh, we can fact check this after, but her career started because she was an extra, and uh, either the main person or when they watched it back, they were like, who is that in the crowd? And it totally kicked off her career. It's like, 
again, like it's, it's all timing and who you meet and like, just who, you know, literally you could walk in two minutes later and miss an opportunity or you could, it just, it's, it's the business is so um, chummy in that sense. Right. Yeah. You, you just, you never know, but it would be really cool to have something like that happen, but kind of like you said, I'm not considering myself like an actor or like anything really to do with the industry. It would just be fun to kind of dip into different things in that. But personal advice question, because you said you send in self-tape sometimes. Can you audition for things without an agent? Because I only I'm only familiar 100%. with like background work. I don't have an agent. I uh that's another thing I learned about being out here is that uh God, and I would get so frustrated on the phone with my family because they're like, did you get an agent? Like, oh, you were on Nickelodeon, you should get an agent. I'm like, it's not that easy. Like, yeah, no one cares. No one cares about Nick Brothers. It was ages ago. Like, it, it's it's what's hot right now, you know? And so right. I had a really hard time getting an agent. I also, fairly enough, did not put a reel together. Like, Naked Brothers Band is too much shit, <laughs> so much, that I'm not going to sit here and scream record hours of Naked Brothers. So it's just like, there's there's so much that goes into it. You have to hire someone to make you a reel, and then you need headshots, and you need this, you know, and... <clears throat> Um, it just, I, I didn't put in the work. I don't have an agent. Um, you very much can. And actually now the new thing is, um, is it's either backstage or, um, LA casting or, um, actors access. You just either could do the free version, or if you are taking it seriously, you could do the membership, the annual membership, but, um, it's the same castings. It's the same things. Um, I will say an agent, again, in that nepotism, like who you know aspect, an agent is like, think of an agent as like a brand label, right? It's like, I promise you, you and I can buy the same hoodie, but if this hoodie happened to say Balenciaga on it, it's going to be a thousand times, you know, more expensive. Just think of agents as like a brand, like it's eye catching. It gets your foot in the door. But at the same time, it's interesting because I've had a lot of casting directors from, I think, like social media um, reach out to me again for reality. And then reality asks you, like, have you been on a re another reality show? And it's like, oh, I actually have. And now the the industry trend is everybody's looking for the new it girl. So it actually counts me out that I've been on other things. Oh, we're looking for fresh faces. Oh. So so those act, you know, it's just like it's kind of. That's why some people don't want to see the same people and everything anymore. They're really looking for kind of like fresh faces. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you. That was very helpful. Yes, actually. of course. Good luck. <laughs> I was under the impression. Well, and honestly, if I'm being serious here, there's only a few shows that are like my favorite shows that I would want to try to get on for acting. Other than that, like, I don't know. I'll do production or be? something. The Righteous Gemstones. Okay. I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. It films is that like old timey, like um, it's not like old timey. Present day. Oh, oh, no. oh, okay. It's like uh one of the um televangelist church families, but they're okay, kind of corrupt. It's it's very okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair is giving me Game of Thrones. You have such Thank beautiful you. hair. I'm like, I want to see it like Thanks. in braids and then up with tailored like, and you'd be like a duchess. You give oh, me cool. I might have to try one of those hairstyles then. <laughs> Girl, yes. <laughs> like the Khaleesi. Yeah, your hair. I haven't seen that, but I know kind of, I know what you're talking about. You could rock a medieval like. Thanks. Maybe I'll try something like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. What other shows? Mm, 
honestly just anything with Danny McBride because he created that show and he's in it as well and oh my god I know anything that he's a part (laughs) of I would love to be a part of this (laughs) I love that very cool um okay off the this is not planned just off the wall dating are you dating are you single what's going on there I knew this would come up (laughs) let me take (laughs) (laughs) no I'm not dating um I, let me speak carefully here. The last two years, I have been kind of going through a crazy, crazy, really dramatic um, breakup, more or less. And when I say that, I mean, I've been to court twice. Um, We got into a restraining order. It was very, um, I got my first real hand experience of really how bad and toxic I think relationships could be. And then also how the system, meaning like the like government, how the system is really not designed in favor for women at all. And for me to even just feel safe, like for me to even get any type of like help or safety, which actually never came through, um, it was a it was a really eye opening experience and. Uh, no, I'm not dating anyone. Like, girl, when I tell you, what the phone is dry. Like, <laughs> um, no, I actually this past year, I, or more than a year, but I'm completely celibate. Like, not hooking up with anyone, not seeing anyone, not dating. I'm not on apps. I'm not looking for anything at all. Um, and it's been really nice. <laughs> been really nice I think um people just so often rebound and that's just not the way to go and I just feel like people are not okay with being single like why do you have to constantly be texting someone entertaining someone like I really don't need validation from anybody at all besides my mom and my friends like that's it um, and the same respect, I hate when people say like, oh, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people think. I very much care about what people think. I very much do just certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, no, dating has just been like literally the farthest, farthest thing from my mind. I think what helps a lot with that is I am such a girl's girl. I have had now, I've lived in LA for going on seven years. Um, my very, very, very best friend, best friend doesn't even like encompass it, but my soul sister out here, Maria, her and I went to college together in Miami. And then um, we moved to Miami at different times, or we moved to LA at different times. She moved here like four years before me, but we, and we stayed in touch, you know, over distance, like that's my girl. And uh, we met when we were 17 and we did life together through college and ups and downs and she uh, lives out here. And when I moved out here, she, she now her now husband, I would, I knew him before she knew him. And so they're like my little slice of home. And so I moved out here and Maria and I got it down together. And then I met a great girl named Jackie and I brought her in and then she met a girl and brought her in and Eileen and Shanna and then it's Emily. And so I have this group of eight girls. We've been friends on for six years. We take the group very seriously we're upping the ante every I mean at this point we're celebrating Valentine's Day Chickmas like we so my friend was like I'm gonna have to do the summer solstice like I'm running I'm we're running out of things but 
I don't feel the need to date and I actually am always the single friend. I don't know if you know the TikTok. There's like a TikTok of like me and my friend and Steve and like <laughs> yeah. I am the third wheel. Um, but I think that it's just like when your heart is so full and when your time is so full of like the girlies and their husbands, they're all either engaged husbands, boyfriends, but like those are my people too. We all get to, we have Thanksgiving together. And so I think it keeps me single that I'm surrounded by such good people mm -hmm. and such good mm -hmm. examples of healthy relationships. And I'm like, shit, I can't just bring anybody in. <laughs> He's not good enough to meet the family. And so it's really nice to be surrounded by them, by the girls and their relationships, because if they're not acting like Andy, if they're not acting like, you know, Sid, then I don't want it. And so no dating for me, I, I think I'm really different in, in that respect from other people, my age or girls, because it's just like, I do not care about dating at all. Like, at yeah, all, at all. We're the same. Yeah. No, I, I love, love that. that you're on that journey. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. And you know what's crazy too? It's and it's something that I've been thinking about lately, but I don't think that MTV with Nicole was a one-off. Like I don't date women. I it's not something that I normally or had normally done at all. And I kind of like really liked Nicole. Again, my gay awakening, but I haven't really like experienced that since. Or maybe I wasn't looking for it, but also. I've been starting to think recently because I'm so uninterested and unbothered in dating. I'm like, maybe that wasn't a one-off and maybe there is some, maybe the gay awakening with you, it's me. Like maybe <laughs> I'm with the game. Um, but yeah, it's something like, I'm just so not interested in dating or sex or hooking up at all. Yeah. I actually, it's funny. I work with a company named Julie. They're an emergency contraceptive. Um, I love them for so many reasons, but they're an emergency contraceptive that is um, made with better, like better chemicals still for you, but they don't, they're, it's accessible to women. It's affordable. Um, and so they make it really easy. And I don't often work with brands, but I do work with them. Um, and, you know, I go to their events and things, um, I've never used their products. Like, I don't need to know. I have stacks and stacks and stacks of emergency contraceptive in my cabinet. My uncle, my poor uncle came to visit me and he opened my cabinet. Stacks of plan B. Oh no. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, it's not what it looks like. I'm like, I'm I was like, actually, I'm not using it so much. <laughs> racking up but no I just um yeah it's just not something that's like a priority at all I love that because I feel like like you said a lot of people don't know how to be single and they feel like they need someone and especially after you go through a toxic situation I think it helps you realize even more your family and your friends are like the most important thing and just to me right now the thought of having someone in my space when I wake up or like breathing on me I'm like <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that yeah <laughs> when I was going through the breakup right mm -hmm. like there's always one thing like you go through so much and you still hang on you still want to be that person and then one thing happens like the ick but like one thing happens and you're like oh no gotta go this man one time we were just fighting must have we had been broken up for months we had been to court okay like I should have been done mm -hmm. no and one time he was like yeah and you're not even fun to go out to dinner with like you like girl dinners 
listen, bro, I don't need anybody on my line. Imagine a phone bill that you pay for. I pay for this phone. And you're bitching about me about my girl dinner because I like goldfish and a macaroon. Like, bro, can't be bothered. (laughs) Like, can't be bothered. Um, You know, what's interesting, too, though, is that going through that toxic breakup, I actually, and I talk about my friends and I love them so much and I, I literally, they're my heir. And during that toxic breakup, I very much was separated from them. It's like shame. You don't tell people Maria and I were hardly talking. And it was because it, it, you just, you don't have enough capacity and bandwidth in you to be that good friend and that loving, reliable person and deal with toxicity. And it gets to a point when you're just like, I can't do both. And that's why I'm single and not even looking because a lot of dating right now, I think with our age comes with toxicity and that neediness. And like, I just don't have it in me, girl. I and agree. that's why I'm afraid of those dating women. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if you give me advice about I've heard that dating women is moves very quickly and is a lot. I heard that the second date is a ring. That's what I heard that they're right. moving in. <laughs> I don't have that in me either. Well, I hate that I don't have advice for you because I haven't actually dated a woman. Okay. Same. <laughs> but stereotypes like online, like, yeah, second date's a ring. They got the U-Haul and they're moving in. I'm like, that's intimidating too. But regardless, my issue, I feel like, I guess it's my own problems I need to work on. If I'm with someone, I don't know how to not make everything revolve around them. So like you said, like oh, I talk to my God, friends less and my family less. And I mean, it took a couple of times for it to happen for me to realize like, I'm missing out on so much for someone that is really not worth it, you know? (laughs) And when they are worth it, they'll be a part of it, I feel like, or they'll share it with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm really lucky that I'm adopted in the sense that I know women and they get to their 30s, right? And they like have this whole thing about like, oh, this biological clock. It's like, can't relate sorry because I was adopted I had an amazing relationship with my mom in no way do I feel like our bond was hindered because she didn't carry me or so many women can't have kids I hate I really hate when celebrities now are like you know obviously because they're the ones talking about it opening openly and like shaping the public's you know perception but I hate when people think that like being infertile is a dead end having kids Right. Oh, I can't have kids. As a woman, I'm broken. Like, go adopt the kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and so for me, I think the one thing is I, I really don't feel that bio. I think maybe that's why dating too does take a backseat is just like, I don't feel that biological clock is going to run out because I'm super open, if not mandatory of adopting a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my biological mom was also adopted. And I think that's a big thing of why I, I have not made contact or reached out to her yet is because A, I had a great, had, oh my gosh, have a great relationship with my mom. Um, but two, my biological mom was also adopted. So for any reason why I would maybe reach out to her for like, you know, hey, like what health diseases run in the family or this and that, or like, she doesn't know any of that either. So it just like right. kind of takes that away from it. And so, yeah, for me, especially with dating, like I don't feel the rush and the need because I'm super open to adopting. I know I will. 
um, hopefully with someone by my side. But if not, like my mom did it as a single mom and I'm also open to that. Um, so I think, yeah, that also shapes my like urgency when it comes to dating. Yeah. I don't need a man. Like I really don't. That's awesome. I don't want to meet anyone. I really love that you're like that. It's like a breath of fresh air. I feel like so many people these days are, they're just all about getting married and having babies. And that's fine if that's your goal and your journey. But I personally can't relate to that. (laughs) Nothing today is traditional. So it's just like, why when it comes to kids, like, you know, obviously it's the goal. It is my goal to walk down the aisle before I get into the delivery room, of course. But what happens if I walk down the aisle and... I can't have kids. I feel like people are like, he doesn't love me. He doesn't want me. But go adopt a kid. Like, it's right. super easy. Um, you know, if you want to be a mom, you want to be a mom. But at the same time, it, for me, it has it does have to be a right time. And so, um, yeah, I just, the, the career for me has to come first. Um, I'm an only child too. And so I think getting older and realizing that I like taking care of my parents and having no one to turn to and be like, Hey, what do we do with mom? I think that's a big part of it. So my mom couldn't have kids, which is why she adopted me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be like, Hey, can I have a sibling? And she'd be like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like you're on your own. And so I also think that um, I've, oh, I, I want a sibling. I wish I have a sibling. I think that also makes me a better friend now. It's like, my friends are my sisters, like those yeah. are my sisters, that's it. I treat them like family, but at the same time, I don't want to have just one kid. I want to have two kids or five or as many as my bank <laughs> account financial status allows. And so I think that's also like when I do have kids, I want it to be a right time. I want a partner. I want financial stability because I don't want just one because I'm going through life as just one and it's really hard. It's, yeah. it's super hard. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have a half brother. So it was kind of like having a sibling half the time. And I mean, it was incredible. But I, yeah, I don't know. So we're both in the same situation. We were raised like only children. I have a half sister and she was almost 18 when I was born. So it's like we're being raised as only children. It um, is though. And I'm sure there's that that responsibility shift that puts more on your plate. And I, you know, I'm sure like, I feel like we're all the same age here. And like, mm-hmm. my mom is p- particularly a little bit older. She's like in her 70s. Um, and so it does have a responsibility shift, though, when you are kind of like that sole person that they go to, like, it's a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. to deal with on your own. Like, I actually so my biological father did have a kid from another marriage not my biological mom but um I do have a half brother and I think um I think he has a child I'm like a stalker like I know about them (laughs) Um, but I think he has a daughter and so I think I have like a half niece which is really exciting to me and I think one day I'll probably it's like I don't want to reach out to the parents but I want to know my half brother um, and his kids because I, there's something about, maybe it's because I had the, the the parents relationship, but I crave that sibling, like that mm-hmm. sibling. And I want to be someone's aunt one day, not by yeah. marriage. Like I want to be an auntie. So, yeah. but I feel that it, it's just growing up, man. It's like becoming an adult. It's just like different responsibilities you don't think about when you're younger. So mm-hmm. definitely. Okay, I guess we'll get into some more of the fun kind of questions we have. I love going it. On. By the way, you're killing it as oh, like first thank episode you. Of guest. Like this is so fun. I feel like I'm hanging out with the girlies. I love that. That's all I wanted. Also, where is this gonna be? Uh, where is this gonna be? I want to post. I want to promote. Like, let's get you more guests. 
Oh my God, that'd be awesome. Yes. So we put it on YouTube, Spotify, cool. Apple, Amazon, pretty much anywhere you can listen cool. to podcasts. Send me everything so I can like help. Oh, cool. That. Thank you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're still kind of like, um, kind of getting our footing with the whole podcasting thing. Mm-hmm. I think we've done like 20 something episodes, but wow. 22 yeah Yeah. but you know we just normally film through zoom because we're about four hours away from each other so yeah we're just trying to figure out the formula to like everything wait you're together right now that's exciting yeah Yeah. Yeah, where where do y'all where are you guys and where do you live so right now we're in savannah georgia she lives here yep i live in loganville which is closer to atlanta probably like 40 minutes from atlanta oh my god Tierney, um, she's one of the girls from MTV. She was on Are You the One? Um, but she lives in Georgia. That is my girl. And really? She, has, she literally just texted me three days ago and she was like, I came to visit you. Where's the uphold of the promise? I am supposed to go to Georgia to visit her. When yeah. I do, I will have to let you guys know and we'll yes. all have to meet up. I know it's a big state, but um, oh my god, yeah, Tierney and I actually were arch enemies on the show oh no um we got into a physical fight it was horrible we hated each other uh the moment you get out of reality it's just like it just that's the questioning process and then like the whole bubble once it bursts you're like oh my god I think I love you (laughs) and we've been girls ever since and that's oh that's my ride or die like that's we're trauma bonded and um yeah, I owe her a visit, so would love to. We'll have to do an episode. Yeah, that's awesome. We would love that. We would make it happen. She's yeah. hilarious. She's the only, um, so far, she's the only season of Are You the One that lost. Oh, no. I don't want <laughs> Every other season has found their mate and won the money, not her oh no I'm going to have to check that one out. I'm not very hilarious on dating shows, I will say. I've seen two seasons of Love Island UK because I love the accents. <laughs> Girl, I dated a whole you love a uh, Niall. I saw his season. Yep, <laughs> girl. So I'm not up on. I watched. Uh, Niall's gonna kill me for this. I watched a lot of Love Island. I did not see Niall's season. Um, I did not know that Niall was famous for being autistic. I had no idea. No idea. When I met him, and I genuinely really had feelings. A lot of feelings for Niall. I knew he was weird. <laughs> like I knew that he was fucking weird and I knew he was off, but he was giving me like Russell Brand. Like, yeah. Just so weird, like, and I'm like, oh, it's just weird UK, like the accent and they have like funny banter. And I remember one time he was so nervous and he's like, Allie, he was like, do you know he has OCD? He has to like walk in and out of a door frame like 10 times before. With weird quirks that made me love him you know right. I was like he's so fucking weird and I love it and so he was like walking in and out of the door and he's like do you, like do you know anything about like you know anything and I was like no not at all <laughs> I hear nothing you're saying to me that English accent is a spell yes. um but yeah no he's totally autistic and I just thought he was British <laughs> totally fell for him um Niall and I I we tried to make it work and it probably would have if we were in the same country um the long distance is hard man like even besties four hours away it's hard it's super hard definitely we're related actually oh yeah we are (laughs) second cousin yes 
no well then you have to stay in touch I mean I mean yeah. you don't have yeah. to but but still but no it's hard long distance is hard mm-hmm. it is definitely I couldn't imagine especially across two separate countries yeah and like it's crazy like the UK and I feel like people who especially Love Island it's different like here in the US we have so many options of reality shows and shows mm-hmm. and this and that and if you do Love Island in the UK you are famous you're like a Kardashian yeah. you know what I mean like Definitely. you're very famous and for me to date someone with like that kind of level of fame over there, being a country away, and then someone who like doesn't communicate shit well, it was just like not possible. Yeah. <laughs> Love him. Uh, yeah, not a good, but dating experience. <laughs> yeah, it was um when I started X on the Beach, it was a little bit exciting to see you guys kind of get together. Um, like I said, I didn't finish it, but uh, I have an issue. I rewatch things over and over. I don't know why. So his that season and much. then, yeah, this season right after, I just rewatched over and over. And then seeing like two worlds collide almost, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, I had uh, God, Georgia, yeah, his ex was, was the whole thing. She's awful. That's <laughs> a, a big personality for sure terrible <laughs> apparently they're doing like a love island all-stars thing and i i think she's on it i haven't i literally watched the preview and i got ptsd from oh, no. yeah she's honestly like keep this in or not i don't care um she's honestly one of the worst people not personally just like watching her interact with the producers and like the pas like one of the meanest people i think really? yeah yeah and like her and Niall's relationship was solely Love Island like mm-hmm. um Niall takes a certain type of like love and care and patience and like um Georgia and I did, didn't have beef in that sense it wasn't her and Niall were not like a real relationship at all um but yeah she was probably one of the meanest girls I've ever met I feel like I'm not surprised by that just based off of her on Love Island. So that checks out. Super, super mean. I said it. I stand behind it. <laughs> behind it. <laughs> I'm here for the tea. I love it. <laughs> okay. You wanna you wanna do some of these questions? Yeah. Okay. Do some questions. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna ask you some funsies. Okay, um, I love it. Who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, if I really think back, I have to just go with the first thing on my mind. If you remember the Disney movie, Brink. Mm-hmm. The skating one, right? The hot guy. The hot guy <laughs> with, uh, he, um, okay, he was in Brink. And then he was also, I think, in Princess Diaries 1. Um, he was like the guy with the, I don't know, he had like long hair. I remember I had a huge crush on him. Hold on. <laughs> the beauty of, what was it? Uh, Brink, Disney. Yep. I was totally into like the, uh, skater boy look. So, okay. um, oh my God, he's right here. He's so cute. Eric Von Denton. Okay. Eric Von Denton. First celebrity crush for sure. Nice. My <laughs> first celebrity crush gives me the absolute ick now. It was, I was like a literal child. It was Justin Timberlake. And I'm sorry, I'll say it. I yeah, I can't stand him now. You have it out now. for Justin. I don't have it out for him. 
he he at at one point was cool. So we'll give you he at one point was cool right. and he was hot and I resonated too. I was a big in mm-hmm. sync and backstreet boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yep. Um, who's your current celebrity crush? Oof. Oof. Um okay. His name <laughs> can't be that crushing on him if I don't know him. Um, he's in Divergent and he was also just in Theo James. Theo James. I know who you're talking about. Oh God, I think he's beautiful. I also think that he's funny. Like, um, I think in White Lotus, I fell in love with him again because he was he was just like also very funny. Yeah, I think um I love like tall, dark, handsome. Okay, nice. Right now. Love yeah. that. This is not um sorry, just going off of what you just said. Has your taste changed from being younger to now? Because I've noticed mine Ooh. is drastically different. Yes, yeah, drastically. <laughs> drastically like I used to love the skater boy look, mm-hmm. you know, the long hair, and like now I love clean cut. Like I love okay. like the clean cut, no beard. Like I love a baby. I'm looking at Theo though and I like his stuff but like other than that um no yeah it's totally changed I think I used to love like that skater boy look and now I love that clean cut look for sure nice I feel like it's like a, a rite of passage getting older and your taste has well, to change like I was telling you so I'm a therapist and I'm a social worker by the way but just psychologically cool. yeah thank you um so psychologically though we are our attraction towards people it changes because we're looking for potential like mates right as we get older that so makes a lot that's of why you're into the yeah that's why you're into the more dad type mm-hmm. now yeah Oof. that yeah <laughs> I resonate with dad like I love a good you know like I don't need those abs like I love like right I went from like very tall and lanky like machine gun kelly to mm-hmm. like Danny McBride Jack Black type mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, because it's just like, who do I want to like listen and deal with and talk to for the rest of my life? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what, though? I've actually always, and it's still a thing, I always got go for like the, uh, I don't need the loudest person in the room. Um, I, I kind of really like like shy people. Mm-hmm. And I like someone who uh, like a little bit of mystery, who's not too forthcoming, who's not too in your face. That's something that I've liked my whole life and will probably always <laughs> That's awesome. I wonder if that's related to how you said you were always like the good girl, very into school and didn't do anything. Like, I wonder yeah, if there's a connection maybe. there. I feel like I like people who are like not too like crazy or like right, yeah, <laughs> loud. Like, I like very, I love like very calm guys, like the quiet yeah. ones, not on social media. Like, yeah, quiet. Yeah, I feel like that's very important. Yeah. So I can appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Um, oh my God. You tell me you don't have social media. I'm like, it's my husband. Right. <laughs> right. But I feel like it's very rare these days. Yeah. For sure. Yep. I agree. <laughs> um, so if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oof. Oof, if like my family and friends were not a factor or if like I was so rich and had like a private jet that I could fly home to see them anytime, um, I would for sure live in New Zealand, like hands down. Nice. Yeah, my time uh, living there in MTV, it just like, 
the food is so clean and so pure and I felt so good. The air is clean. Like just everything is clean, clean, clean. People are nice. Like it feels safe. It's just like, yeah, it's probably my favorite place in the world. I love that. That's awesome. I definitely would like to go there one day and see what it's like. <laughs> Highly recommend. It's the adventure capital of the world. It's where bungee jumping was uh, invented. And oh. so they just like, yeah, they just have like extreme things everywhere. Um, and everyone is just so like free spirited and lively and sweet. And I remember, so when you're in a show, they like stock and go grocery shopping for you. And they would, um, especially like the meats, like bacon, for instance, we thought it was like turkey bacon. So it was just completely like pink. And they're like, no, it's regular bacon. And we're like, what's wrong with it? And they're like, it's not <laughs> processed and it's not full of fat. Like it's genuine bacon. It was the best bacon I've ever had. Mm. Um, it just, yeah, food tastes different there. The pizza was amazing there. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool spot for sure. That's awesome. Um, as far as the United States go, do you have a favorite state? No, that's kind of like oh, a weird question. It is, but I love this question. I've been to all 50. Nice. Um, I, uh, for obvious reasons, love Hawaii. Mm -hmm. um, it's very expensive, though, and I also think it's very secluded, and it's a lifestyle. And to be honest, I do need a little bit of city in my life. I really do love... Oof. No, I can't even say that anymore. Um, I've been thinking about moving out of LA at the end of this year, early next year. So I can't really say that I love LA. I have loved living here. I haven't. So we used to film in New York, um, but as kids and I haven't, and I loved it. Haven't lived in New York as an adult. I think like your experience living places as an adult is very different. Hmm. Um yeah, I, I I really loved, uh, it's just different reasons, hard to say. I really love LA for a lot of reasons, but however, you know, there's aspects of living in Connecticut that I love. Florida's been fun, so it just, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's honestly, it's the United States. There's a lot of pros and cons to like everywhere you go, right. unfortunately, and it varies where you go. Yeah, very true. Um, okay. Oh, do you listen to any podcasts? What are some of your favorite if you do? I know not everyone does. I do a little bit and I do and I don't also I it's not like I religiously keep up with them. Um, I'm a big fan of Mel Robbins. Um, more her than her husband, but I do love Mel Robbins. I'll throw her podcast on when I'm getting ready. Um, I also love Call Her Daddy, which I hated it at first. Um, I think I hated it when it was like the original Call Her right. Daddy with just the two girls. I really like Alex Cooper and what she does now. Mm -hmm. um, but even still, I'm not religious to that. I'm not a big, um, not a big podcast. Like I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, to be honest. Yeah, that's understandable. Which is, I mean, it's interesting that we decided to start one because I typically don't listen to a podcast unless I already know the person and like them. So I don't know. <laughs> but that'll do it. Yeah. Like if I had someone or I knew someone that had a podcast, mm -hmm. I'd probably definitely listen to it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next one? Oh, favorite TV shows. Ooh. Okay. Um, so I kind of resonate with that, like true crime detective. Yes. Um, Amazing. Era we're going. So if you've ever seen the blacklist, um, 
Oh my God. Um, yeah, the blacklist has like a million seasons. Um, it's about like uh, America's most wanted blacklisted like criminals. Mm -hmm. um, I am not a rom-com drama. Like I don't like any of that at all. Um, and I don't, I'm not a crier. Like it almost pisses my mom off sometimes or like even work. Like I very rarely cry. I'm very rarely emotional. I don't really like rom-com, romantic drama, anything. So I am a big stand-up comedian person. I, I love watching stand-ups. I go to comedy shows all the time out here. That's like my favorite pastime. Um, and so I'll either watch yeah, I mean, I like the blacklist. To be honest, like, I love reality. Bet your ass I love reality. It's because <laughs> I'm such a multitasker and, like, I'm such an anxious person. That I need to be doing a lot of things at one time or, like, actively using my brain. And so I'll put on reality and I'll, like, clean my house or cook dinner or yeah. work on a proposal or something. And so I like reality because I don't have to, like, give it a lot of thought. And then I don't miss a lot. So, yeah, that's kind of where I like <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. Um, we were just talking, I think last night about I, I don't mind like rom coms and things like that. But I will actively avoid movies or TV shows that I know are gonna make me sad, because I am a crier. And I just I don't want to feel those emotions and have to cry over a TV show. That's hilarious. I'm in the same room talking like, am I supposed to like, it does nothing for me. Like, am I supposed to feel something like? I feel like that would be kind of nice though. A nice change from what I'm used to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because like, I wish I could like kick on a, a cute like movie with the girlies. Like, I also don't like rewatching things that I've seen. Oh, okay. I like, yeah, some people love like, oh my God, I've seen it a million times. Like, if I've seen it once, I think I have, I have a, crazy unfortunately for my exes crazy crazy photographic and like just very good memory so if I watch something once I kind of like know what they're gonna say and know, like I'll remember it and so it's just not it's complete I see it as like a waste of time which sounds so bad <laughs> I don't rewatch things <laughs> I think that is absolutely incredible because it's become a real issue for me sometimes I don't want to start new things because I'm like I just want to go watch the stuff that I know that I like <laughs> that's hilarious now like my uncle loves watching old movies and I like can't yeah. okay well that being said this year I've been on a journey to try to watch as many new movies as I can and I'm like keeping a list and rating it however many stars do you have any movie recommendations for me Ooh. Yes, I do. Okay, so I love like weird thrill, uh, like psychological thrillers, and I love things that like makes me think. I also don't love older movies in terms of like when I say older, like I don't love things that are made like eight, eight to ten years ago. And the reason being is I feel like technology has changed so much. You can watch like Sixteen Candles or The Breakfast Club or something, and like you can kind of resonate it. They don't show a lot of technology, whereas like if you watch Mean Girls and you're like, oh my God, it's a flip phone. Like it kind of like is archaic <laughs> for me. Right. How? So I don't often watch like older movies. However, there's a movie um called Perfect Sense. It's a little older, um, but it's about a disease that comes on and it makes, it's like, it's almost like COVID um, where you, but you lose your senses one at a time and you lose all of them. Um, forever and so it's it's cool because 
it shows how society changes in response to it. And so people lose their sense of taste and smell. And then the restaurant industry go, and it's about a chef, like, and oh. he's experienced it. And, uh, and how the restaurant industry goes dark. And then, but people still want those first dates and that experience. And so it picks back up again and they curtail it to like, okay, now we're eating like very gooey foods or crunchy foods or you know you don't taste anything but it's now about texture and then people lose their hearing and then they, so it, it's a really cool movie it makes you think about like losing your senses and also like valuing your senses and like being selective with the words you say and like if I'm going to lose my sense of you know touch tomorrow like what's my favorite what's my what makes me feel good like it's it's a really good movie highly recommend also funny Maybe I like this actor. He's in both of these movies, and I didn't realize it till now. Older movie, but it's called Big Fish. Um, oh yeah, uh, with Jessica. Yes, I love him. Yeah, he is in um, Perfect Sense, and I don't didn't realize that now that I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan. Apparently, um, Big Fish is one that one movie that I'll I'll rewatch it's so mystical and with Jessica Lange and just like it's such a mystical thought-provoking movie highly recommend nice okay I'm gonna check both of those out and see how I yeah. feel about this <laughs> um what about books you have any books that stick out to you or yes yeah, so I'm kind of a I realized that I am a reader I just have to read the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I I guess they're like uh, self-help or self-development. Um, the art, I love people. And so the art of conversation or being witty, like witty or that kind of thing, um, I love. So there's a book I read called, a couple times I read it. Um, it's called, uh, well, The Art of Persuasion is Great. Um, also, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, amazing book, super easy read, uh, but it's like, it, it just teaches you how to like, um, be the person who like shines in every conversation. Um, and then there's another one, um, called the art of witty banter. Actually, those are, I think one of the same, but it's called the art of witty banter. And it's like, it's like when you're talking to someone, so I know you said you're uncomfortable on the phone, right? It's like right. when someone's giving you like a one-ended conversation or dead-ended answers, like, or if you're at a party where you don't know anyone and you're in like a social circle and someone's talking about skiing and you're like, I literally have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Like, it's cool. I like conversation books about that. It, it teaches you like confidence as well. Like when you don't know anything about skiing, say it. They actually guys like, I know nothing about skiing. Like, what's your favorite? It teaches you ways to, like, navigate and still stay in control in, in a conversation when you don't have any intel or knowledge or power. Um, and I think it's helped me a lot with people, especially in, like, uh, the service industry. I've always found myself to be, like, top server, top seller, top tipped. Um, and I think it's just, like, I read all these books about, like, how to be funny or how to deal with rude people and, like, I like books that are going to help me in every day. And like, you have no idea how hard people are to communicate with. And so just like, yeah, I love those books. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to have to check those out as well. Cause I feel For like sure. I'm, I've pretty much got like one-on-one -on -one conversations down. It's when I am in like group settings. Yeah. I feel like so I have 
yeah, nothing to contribute because like, what would I say when everyone else is talking? I'll just sit here and observe. So I could probably use those books. It's a cool book or it uses examples like cats. Like I'm not a cat person, I'm a dog person, but it's just like, I think it also gives you the tools and confidence to like, mm -hmm. you know what you're talking about, even if you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You know that you don't know anything, but you have a willingness to learn. Like it's cool. It just, it shapes your perspective. Also, how could I forget? I think also- the most impactful book that I've ever read that shaped my perspective of life in itself. I'm not too big of a religious person and it's not a religious book. It's called Conversations with God. Um, and it's it's like whoever your God is or like when, when you stub your toe and you look up at the sky and you're like, why? You know what I mean? It's like whoever the hell you're talking to up there or the universe. Um, that book itself, I feel like made me make a massive jump into womanhood mentally. Um, you realize that like, it, it just shaped the way I see the world and the way I see people and situations. And I attribute a lot of like who I am today because of that book. And like, I feel like the biggest takeaway of it is just like things don't happen to punish you we are all like what unites all of us you me the people across in india believe in hinduism like whatever all of us like believe in despite our we are all here to figure out the soul's purpose we're all just here on this earth to figure out why the hell i'm here like whether right. you pray to allah or i pray to god or you it doesn't matter we're all just really just figuring trying to figure out and believe why we're here and so that book teaches you that things don't happen to you um, to punish you or to like because you're a bad person the only way to figure out who you are is to experience things and and realize what you're not I don't know who I am but I know that I'm not that yeah. <laughs> that's not for me and so it's been really cool to go through life with that kind of like mindset when when things really bad happen to me or like this horrible breakup or going to court twice and like no one having your back and just like wanting to give up and you're just like man I don't know like I don't know what I'm made for but I know that I can't give up and like or I know that I'm 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 meant to see through it and so it's that book for me if I could recommend any is I would recommend that one for sure okay awesome I'm gonna have to check those out then I love that um do you wanna yeah what's the worst advice you've ever received Oh God, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Damn, you know what? That's a great question and I don't know. And I feel like I've received a lot of bad advice in my yeah. life and I haven't hung on to it or it. I let it go. Like, oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> I didn't let it resonate because honestly, like I'm trying to like gut feeling. Mm uh in sixth grade somebody actually I'll name her Jackie Prohut told me <laughs> that blue eyeshadow was in and my mom to this day does not let me live it down I've tried to go to the sixth grade talent show um as a spectator in the crowd but I just wanted to go and I had like thick 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 blue shades on my eyes and that's honestly the worst advice I could think about right now I don't really like unless I highly admire or respect the person or really like take their word to heart I try not to let people like 
give me advice and like me shape my world to it unless it's like a reputable reputable source you know what I mean right like, yeah. if Dr. Oz was like hey like you should probably stop doing this like okay yeah sure. but <laughs> yeah if some random person or someone like a fleeting friend or like a random teacher in my life in fourth grade or whatever like I don't if you're not gonna stay in my life I'm probably not gonna take your advice to heart yeah yeah that's the way to do it it wasn't until uh asking that question that I was just trying to think of my own answer and I was like I you're right yeah I was like what's someone tell you what's the worst advice you've had I don't know that I could think of anything because I guess you don't realize that you're not holding on to it because you know it's bad (laughs) (laughs) like now bad ideas absolutely but bad advice like I often don't go seeking advice from people that would probably steer me in the wrong direction either yeah yeah that's a good thing (laughs) I'm not asking like homeless people like how do I fix my credit score my my credit score like you know um so I guess that brings us to our next question which I feel like you kind of touched on that already um but if you were to start a charity what cause would it be for yeah, I actually made like a, a prototype t-shirt um, back when AF, you know, when people would be like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. as fuck. Um, but I wanted to, uh, I created a prototype t-shirt it's in my closet still, um, but it's called um, Loved AF. So like loved as fuck, but mm-hmm. really the AF stands for adopted fostered. And so I wanted to have different shirts. Oh my God, if anyone takes this idea. We're going to time slip this, but uh, different <laughs> shirts that say like chosen AF or desired AF or loved AF or like, you know, Aww. special AF. And so I wanted to create a clothing line that would benefit um, and proceeds would go to uh, the American Children Foundation, which is all the kids in the foster care system, um, or like partnering with like local adoption and foster care shelters or women shelters. Um, so that's kind of like, uh, would be my dream for sure. Um, I like hospitality too, because there's a level of, if you get your restaurant big enough, um, huge incentive of giving back to the community. And that's a lot of untapped money that could be funded properly to women's shelters or like adoption shelters. And so I think with my little business, it would be nice to get to a place one day where, okay, like I consult these restaurants and then we also work on the philanthropic or nonprofit proceeds of it um, to eventually maybe start a foundation um, where I work with these restaurants and then that's where we get our nonprofit funding because it's really hard these days for nonprofits to find any sort of like support. That's awesome that you do all that. Yeah, I love that. I'm not doing anything, but there are ideas. (laughs) Ideas, great ideas. Yeah, Yeah, it's a start. One foot in front of the other. (laughs) Um, A little more lighter. Do you believe in astrology and what's your sign? Oh my God, I don't. I don't, but I'm starting to come around to it because I was, again, born, born a preemie. So I was born three months early. I should have been August 30th, which would have made me a Virgo. But instead, I came out as a Gemini. And I've been getting shit on that my whole life. (laughs) Um, So I'm aware of astrology. I don't take it to heart at all. However, I'm starting to come into it a little bit more because as bad as people say Geminis are, and I'm like, I'm not a Gemini, this and that. Actually, (laughs) Geminis are versatile. So I'm very resonating with Gemini in the sense of like, I could go out and party and party all night. 
I could stay in and fall asleep by 12, you know, 11, 12. Like I'm, I could go either way in terms of like, I have two personalities and I'm comfortable in each, but not a big astrology person. What about you guys? Um, I wouldn't say that we're really big into it. I have a bad habit of basing my knowledge off of someone I know of that sign. Okay. So, but like, you know, it's not the end all be all. I don't judge people forever based on that. But just initially, I'm like, oh, you're this sign. This is my experience with it. Um, I'm getting a little bit more into it. Uh, we talked about like the big three, the rising moon and sun sign. I don't know. Do you okay. know yours? I had a reading. I had a reading. My rising is uh, Virgo. But my moon is scorpion, and I don't know much about astrology, but I know scorpions are horrible, so that was alarming. I don't think I've had a good experience with one, so. Yeah, Scorpio is like my biggest uh, attractor, most compatible, I guess. Oh, great. Good for you. <laughs> I'm, um, what does moon rising mean are those your tendencies what does that we mean this up. yeah we we looked this up one time let me try to remember so I want to say your rising is kind of like internally no 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 I don't want to lie to you um I think your rising is your like external and how you portray yourself yeah yeah that is true because I'm a Pisces rising and I feel like I do relate to a lot of like Pisces traits that I read your moon is your internal how you deal with things and the sun what is I don't remember what the sun sign was just the general it's just regular just your regular <laughs> my regular okay cool I, I all I know is that moon is Scorpio which makes sense because I have these inner like impulsive tendencies but then I have to like calm down <laughs> yeah 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 I have an Aries rising and I, I definitely have like that fiery not like angry but whatever just we'll just spicy. say fiery side that lives yes yeah, yeah. that lives inside of me yeah. <laughs> but um I'm a Libra sun and Libras and Geminis are supposed to be like get along very well there we go always, always do like I feel like I'm drawn not even just romantically but friendships to Geminis and Pisces which interesting Pisces men I think we actually had a whole segment about this on one of our podcasts <laughs> not not good <laughs> Not a vibe. Not for me anyway. <laughs> That's funny. I don't even know what my ex was. I didn't even ask. Probably a Scorpio. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe I should stop figuring out what people are first. Because then maybe all the experiences wouldn't seem so related between each sign. Or maybe mm -hmm. I just need to learn more about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Okay, this is a little on the spot. Can you give us a five song playlist? Either five that you're listening to now or like your all time favorites. Oh God, I'm such a weirdo and I love like offbeat. Uh, I don't listen to radio. I love like house and happy music. I listen to a lot of things all over, but I'm gravitate towards like house and happy like music. Um, So off the rip right now, it's uh, Living Our Lives by some DJ, but it's such a happy song. Hold on, let's see it right here. It is, um, okay, I threw it back recently to I Spy by Kyle and Lil Yachty. Oh, um, yeah. I also threw it back recently to Girls Like You with Maroon 5 and Cardi B. It's mm -hmm. just like a cool little song. 
then I also, um, I've been really into like ice cold plunges. Like it's called contrast therapy where I'll do like 20 minutes of hot yoga and a sauna. And then I'll do like 10 minutes of med deep meditation and an ice plunge. Um, and so I kind of do like, uh, like vibing music. So gooey by glass animals. Love that song. Um, nice. Such yeah. a good song. So super like just in the moment, eyes closed. Um, Justin Bieber, forever a fan. His one album is so underrated. Um, this is a funny story, actually. I feel like we don't talk about positive experiences enough with exes, but I have an ex who is probably one of my better flexes. Um, we didn't work out because we dated right at the tail end when I was moving to Florida to LA. Um, but no big deal. He's the only athlete I've ever dated, but he was a Padres player. He's like my Glenda game. Oh, nice. Um, but when we broke up, we stayed on really good terms and he uh, stopped playing for the Padres and became a baseball recruiter. And so I was going through a breakup at the time and he noticed and he was like, hey, I'm recruiting in Puerto Rico. Um, I'm going to be busy like all day at games, but I got this hotel room and a suite. Why don't you come to Puerto Rico? I speak Spanish. I love the Hispanic culture. Like it's my kids are going to speak Spanish no matter what. Like, yo hablo espanol. Like, I just, it's, it's una idioma más importante. Like, I speak Spanish all the time. Um, and so I flew out to Puerto Rico and him and I, um, in our bathing suits after being in the, in the hot tub one day, went back to the room. We're not hooking up or anything at this point, but for a guy, it was so funny. But he played Hold On by Justin Bieber. <laughs> and it's such a good song. It's such a happy song. And him and I were like, in this gorgeous like shower just washing off the day two exes like it was just a cute moment and it's such a happy song and like one of my songs I've been uh re recently listening to um and then my all-time favorite favorite song is Dark Blue um by Ethan Ocean okay. old old school or no sorry Dark Blue is by Jack's Mannequin um, I know what song you're talking about. Yep. Yes, Dark Blue by Jax Mannequin and also Ethan Ocean. Um, uh, God, Ethan Ocean has a song. It's like those two songs are right in high school for, for me. Hold on. Um, Ethan Ocean, hold on. It was um, at the time there was a show on MTV about a modeling agency and it was the, the theme song and I just like was obsessed with it. And now I realize... There we go. Beautiful Love by Ethan Ocean um, and Dark Blue by Jack Spanikin. Those two songs for me were like, still, I can't, if they come up on shuffle, I can't, I can't pass it. Nice. And now I'm going to have a new playlist to go check out a couple songs yeah, because <laughs> with the same way that I rewatch things, I just get really hyper fixated on anything. So sometimes I tend to have like tunnel vision when it comes to music. I'm just listening to the same things over and over. So I resonate nice with that. Branch out. Yeah. Oh, I resonate with that. Like I, while I don't do that with other things and like rewatch things, um, I listen to the same songs all the time, yeah. all the time. That's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love that. You want to go ahead? Um, oh God, I can't see. Oh, that's a good blurry. <laughs> um, okay. If money and survival weren't a factor, what would be your dream job? Oof, if money and honestly, 
it's my dream to be a mom. <laughs> so oh, I would yeah. literally be a stay-at-home mom without like the stigma of like being a trophy wife or a stay-at-home mom. Like if no one had anything to say and I didn't worry about bills and I didn't worry, like I would probably have like eight kids and 10 dogs and live on a farm and literally be barefoot and pregnant all the time and be <laughs> cooking and cleaning. And like, I really, really, really would love um, to just like, yeah, honestly be a, be a mom and like never worry about my kids worrying for anything. And that's why I think like finances and money are so tightly intertwined with like how many kids I want. I know it's not one, but, but you know, if it were my way, I'd have a bunch. And so yeah, I, I would love to just like have a simple life with a bunch of kids and a big family and yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I think we're going to move on to some like this or that kind of questions. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just answer it. You can elaborate whatever you feel like sure. doing. Vacation <laughs> or staycation? Vacation. Do you want to switch off every time? Passenger or driver? passenger I'm not a passenger <laughs> too much I swear. yes uh big party or small gathering Ooh, small gathering for sure comedy or horror comedy oh my god I don't watch scary things alone um and I love yeah I love I don't watch series. singing or dancing dancing for really? sure nice yeah I like won't do karaoke like I don't like singing in front of people I'll sing in front of strangers not people I know um but I'll dance for sure <laughs> um acoustic or electric electric yeah oh that's hard but yeah I got go with your gut instinct it's electric I guess it depends on what it is it does it does plane ride or boat ride Oof, boat I love a good boat that's one of the things I miss most about Miami yeah yeah we were just like we need somebody with a boat we do Jeez. that's you have to although it's common <laughs> in Miami and like people have cars like it's like a car payment and so you it's it's a little bit more common than you think but yeah a yacht I need someone with a yacht that would be yes. so nice <laughs> <laughs> um let's see what's the next one road trip or flying flying I'm just, again, either if it's a road trip, I'm probably driving or um, I've, I've like caught flats or like I, I went to Joshua Tree with my girl over the summer and like, man, series of unfortunate events. We were stuck in the desert for two days because I got a flat and then I had specific tires and I had weird bolts and like it was a whole thing. I feel like road trips just open up like. Oh, no. That would be terrifying, actually. <laughs> um, love or power? Oh, love. I think love is powerful. It is. If someone loves you, like, they'll do anything for you, and that's a power, for sure. That's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Um, gold or silver? Gold. I I rarely wear silver, yeah same really yep <laughs> I've always gone for silver but now I'm like figuring out certain skin tones like complement it I don't know which one I'm supposed to be wearing huh I yeah I feel like it's just like I remember the girlies were real into rose gold at, mm -hmm. at a point like the rose gold is popular but yeah I've always gravitated towards gold yeah yeah that's nice um Xbox or PlayStation 
Ooh. Xbox. I was actually a gamer. I was more Nintendo though. So I was big Mario. Yeah. I have a Switch still, but you know. Nice. So do we. We yeah. play it often. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love my Switch. Yes. One thing that I miss is Guitar Hero. I don't know why they're not still making new ones because <laughs> yeah. all my games are like on the old Xbox 360 and half my guitars, like one of the buttons will be out. Or it's yes. Just they need like to bring it's that too back. much now. People don't even want to stand up. Like Wii Sports was a thing. Like people are yeah. not getting up off the couch now to play anything. Yeah. I would love some more interactive games. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh God, what's the next one? Dine in or take out? Ooh, there's that Gemini in me. I could go either way. Um, I think LA has so many different restaurants. Like you could go to a new restaurant. I I rarely repeat restaurants. There's one or two out here that I will go to, but um, I do love going out and having new experiences. But uh, dine in, take out. I actually really like cooking. Like my one of my favorite things is to have friends over, and I'll I'll like cook. That's awesome. Love that. Um, curly or straight? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I say straight because my hair is naturally like flat. Um, but I don't want to say curly because I love curly hair and I love like that volume. But I don't know. There's something right now about like a slick back, even bun or like straight. I love like the slick straight look. Yeah. That's nice. Um, brown eyes or blue eyes? Oh God. Any light eyes, I am a sucker. Like a sucker <laughs> sucker. But I ended up I usually end up dating dark eyed people. So really? I'm attracted to light eyes, but I end up falling for dark eyes. Yeah. I feel like I mean, I guess it's liking what you don't have because I'm always mm -hmm. drawn to dark eyes but I feel like I've only now that I'm thinking about it ended up with guys with lighter eyes interesting yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there's something there <laughs> huh. yeah I don't know I don't know uh psychologist you have anything to add to yeah that? no I don't think That's I have a weird anything one. to add to that That's, I mean there's got to be something it behind it for sure yeah. Maybe there's no resentment. I feel like I always resent people with light eyes. I'm like, you got the light fucking eyes. Like maybe if you and like someone with light eyes see you, it's like even playing field. You know? I guess sometimes, I mean, for me anyways, light eyes can be very unsettling if they're just a little too bright. <laughs> like They say brown uh, people with darker eyes are perceived as more trustworthy. Really? Um, like the light eyes are so, yeah, piercing. Okay, I can see that. There's definitely some pictures I've seen of people and I'm like, your eyes are so scary. They're so beautiful, but I'm intimidated. <laughs> oh, I'm filled with, I'm like, I just love people with light eyes. Like an anomaly. I'm just like, I love it. <laughs> um, Big city or small town? Oh, that's a hard question. That's a hard question because I feel like you always want what you don't have. When I lived in Connecticut, I wanted big city. And now that I'm in big city, I'm like, I just want to park somewhere and not get a ticket. So yeah. Kind oh my of goodness. Just, I couldn't imagine yeah. that. It's horrible. Like it's, it's, you can't even go to like CVS for tampons. You can literally be bleeding and you're like, I gotta find a parking. Yeah. Stop them. 
that would be such a culture shock for me especially like savannah's a little more crowded but loganville is like a classic small town everything's got a parking lot there's no like street parking i would go crazy trying to deal with any type of area like that it's yeah it's it's, it's definitely a different way of life for sure um, I, I need to do a backstory for this one because I added this one in here. So two of my favorite places, because I haven't been to all 50 states, I'm sure this would change, are Virginia <laughs> and South Carolina. Okay. So I just, sorry to interrupt you, but I had to add in Virginia or South Carolina. Oof, hard, but I actually, I was obsessed in one point in time with Nicholas Sparks books and I read them all. And I know that his books are based in the Carolinas. Um, Myrtle Beach, where is that? South, South Carolina. Carolina. South Carolina. I have a really good friend that lives there. And um, I actually, and I, I was dating a guy at one point whose family was in North Carolina and we visited. I could see myself actually moving there. Um, I just think it's so beautiful. It's such like a cute, like calmer, I just like a good place to raise kids. Money goes further there. Um, it's not too small like Connecticut, you know, but it's I I could see myself moving to one of the Carolinas so yeah South Carolina nice okay <laughs> um minimalist or maximalist Ooh, ooh. I in terms of decorating which I'm super into I'm kind of a maximalist um I take up every corner every space um but I guess minimalist doesn't apply here. Uh, I'm low maintenance. Like I'm extremely low maintenance in the sense of like, I use press on nails and like, I pluck my own eyebrows. Like I, my friends, at least every girl at least wants us to cut my hair straight across. I'll go over the hair with my hair wet. I'm not paying money to go to a salon. I'm not dying it. I'm plucking out grays and I'm going over my girl's house and be like, just cut it straight. Cut it straight. <laughs> I'm super low okay. maintenance. Um, yeah. Yeah, so maximalist, maximalist when it comes to like decorating, minimalist with like upkeep. Like I don't go shopping, I don't spend money on things like that, like at all. I agree with that. I really like that. Yeah. I I yeah, I would say I'm the same. I'll get a trim every now and then. I don't know. I'm thinking about chopping it all off, but that's another story. Don't do it. Your hair is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It just becomes a lot. It's so long. It's like, what do you do with it? I usually don't do anything. So um but yeah like I don't really I'm not really a shopper in terms of like clothes I like to buy knickknacks and things because my room oh my god it is probably like a minimalist nightmare because there's just yes. knickknacks in every possible there's things spot. everywhere yeah. yes I, I love, love that yes yes <laughs> okay last one for this or that questions invisibility or mind reading Ooh, invis invisibility really yeah, I don't want to read people's minds. Like, I'm already thinking about what you're thinking. Like, I don't need to actually know. Yeah, invisibility would be cool just because uh, I love people watching anyway. Um, I'm also such a huge conspiracy theorist. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to sneak into places they shouldn't. Um, and then, yeah, probably just I'd be sneaking on flights for sure. Nice. <laughs> do you want to get into any of your conspiracy theories? Girl, which one? Because... There's a lot. Um, I have this whole conspiracy theory about the Hawaii fires. Um, I have a conspiracy theory about Hollywood and like just weird. It, you live out here and you're like, oh, there's something weird going on. Really? Um, 
two nights ago, I went to an event where it was like full blown adults um, doing like a real life game of Clue of like a murder mystery party. But I know a GM of a very, very famous, famous, popular hotel out here in LA. Um, they're just like one of the connects I made in hospitality, but they've been the GM of this iconic hotel for years. And so they tell me all the industry secrets and things that they've seen. And like Hollywood is fueled off of money and politics and sacrifices and like Illuminati shit. And like people hold these uh, murder mystery parties and like people actually get sacrificed like it's I've seen a lot out here and I totally buy into all of it right um yeah there's so many I feel like there's so many PR relationships I like follow all the blinds like I love all oh of yeah it. I love seeing the TikToks especially when they reveal who it's allegedly about all the blind items yes I'm a huge blind yeah I love and and oftentimes they're correct I think also too like even the award shows I remember we were at the VMAs and m many kids choice awards but we would like do sound or audio edits or rehearsals and they would be like okay and now so it was going to come up and accept their award like it's very nothing is real you know yeah so, yeah I figured it's I mean, it's kind of jarring to realize that getting older, like you think everything is so real and so many things are scripted or pre-planned. And I tell her this all the time. I probably sound like a crazy person because I just, I don't believe anything anymore because I just don't like, they, there's so much going on. You have no way of knowing what's really happening behind the scenes. Yeah. With oh no, I really. Hundred percent. Like even they say the Super Bowl was predicted, like that whole leak, and then it was the team's play. I'm like, it's just all rigged. I think money has a lot to do with things, and so I feel like the amount of money people are betting on the Super Bowl and things like that, like they're or or these MMA fights, like they're gonna, yeah. it's gonna be rigged in the best interest of economic benefit. So, yeah, you realize that a lot out here. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying if you think about it too much. Just how like nothing's real I guess well yeah and that's why I'm like I really don't care if I like you know pursue the industry or not like someone's paying someone off for a role like or you have to do things for certain roles right <laughs> that part when I think about that too much I'm like oh maybe I'll just you know the most I'll do is some background work or something I don't know maybe we yeah girl I'm like it. I'm moving to Carolina right with you right <laughs> No, I think definitely. I, I don't know, but I think I would like to end up either in South Carolina or Virginia. Either one. Like I, I really, there's a, there's like a peace and humbleness about the South that I really yeah. like. Yeah. And it's, it's different enough that it's like, you're not in Georgia anymore. <laughs> well, South Carolina is pretty similar besides like the low country area, but yeah, it's like just different enough, but it's still got that like Southern peacefulness to it, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, just people I feel like are nicer. Like, it's not just so cutthroat. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how far are you guys from Duluth? I'm pretty Yeah, you're not that low. far. I'm going to look it up, actually, because I, I want to see, like, there that, Yeah, we would go visit them. And just, like, it's just so nice. Even their neighbors are nice. Like, just positive interactions. Like, yeah. um, there's just, like, a hospitality about it that I love. Nice. Um. Okay, so we've got two games if you're interested okay. in playing um one of them we picked four separate actors and we're going to tell you four things that they've been in and see if you can guess who it is 
Okay, cool. I love it. We try to go a little obscure, but not so much so. I, I okay. mean, it depends what you watch, I guess. <laughs> Ooh, I probably don't know, but I'm going to try my best. It's okay. I don't think I would have gotten any of these if I hadn't been creating this. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> okay. The first one has been in American Psycho, The Fault in Our Stars, The Lighthouse, and Spider-Man. Oh, God. I should know The Fall in Our Stars because I saw it because Nat was in it. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that when I was writing the clue. <laughs> he doesn't say anything and you just go see something and you're just like, oh, hey. Um, God, I wouldn't. I don't know. Willem Dafoe. Damn, yes. I don't remember I seeing him it. in The Fault in Our Stars. The Fall in Our Stars threw me off. And then Bob, <laughs> like, I know I'm wearing but then all I thought about was Nat in, in Fall in Our Stars. <laughs> okay. Our next one is Her, okay. Rough Night, Asteroid City, and Lucy. Damn. <laughs> Okay, so Lucy, is that, I'm either thinking Scarlett Johansson or Angelina Jolie was the main character. One of those is correct. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, wait, and what was the other two things? Um, um, Her, Rough Night, Asteroid City. Ah, her, cool. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Okay, next we have Zoolander, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Cars, and Wonder. Oh my god, and I love him so much, and I can't Me think too. of his name right now, but <laughs> he's also in Meet the Fockers. Yep. Um, ben Stiller. There we go. Is that no, Ben actually. His. I said it so confidently, too. <laughs> Owen Wilson, his oh, on-screen partner. Yeah. Yes, I love that. That was my childhood crush growing up. Yeah, I also can resonate with that. Yes, I love. Him. It's your turn. Oh, oh, is it? <laughs> I don't. Oh know. no, it's not. It is my turn. Okay, last one. Um, The Big Short, Babylon, Suicide Squad, and Bombshell. I definitely should know this too and I can picture the big short I just can't think of his name I'm never yeah I'm not gonna come up with it but who is it Margot Robbie oh wait wait <laughs> I don't know why I was going to a guy okay wait what were the three that she was in the big short um Babylon Suicide Squad as Harley Quinn and oh, then yeah. Bombshell yes okay <laughs> i love margot robbie when we say like celebrity crush honestly she's right up there yes she's incredible i love her i think she's so talented she really is um that's all we have for the movies but now we have a music one where okay. we're gonna give oh, you God. three songs Probably and again worse. like because i feel like <laughs> my music taste can sometimes be a little niche i think yours too so we tried to go more broad Oh, God. Okay. All right. I'm also niche, so. Okay. Um, first one is Break My Soul, Run the World, and Sweet Dreams. It, it, Beyonce. Yes. yes. Thank nice. God. Okay. <laughs> Break My Soul was like, I was like, <laughs> Okay. Next one is Dance, Dance, Sugar, We're Going Down, and Thanks for the Memories. 
Yeah, big Fall Out Boy girl. Like oh, that nice. was my era. Like I still yes. listen to them. Yes. yes, that makes me so happy. We love Fall Out <laughs> oh, Boy. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> All Good right, choice. next one is complicated. My happy ending and girlfriend. Yes, also big Avril Lavigne. Nice. We have the same taste taste in music. Okay, yeah. cool. We picked some good ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah really good. <laughs> All right. And the last one, you want to do it? Yeah. Um, I like the way you move. Roses and Miss Jackson. Yeah. Outcast two man. We're right there. Yes. Nice. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Those were like, God, I feel like music was better back then. Like it I'm was. still listening to pocket, uh, to outcast. Yeah. Yes. I feel like it's hard to get the same feelings from music that you could back in the day yeah I wish I was like 21 in like the late 90s early 2000s with yes. like oh and Fat Joe and like yes and Outcast like shake it like a fuller pick like I would just go crazy yeah at a house party. like that would be incredible <laughs> I feel like that's also a common thing though with everyone is like oh I wish I was younger in this era like one day no our one's happy. Children or grandchildren are going to be like, I wish I was a teenager when Harry Styles was like big. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like if I hear watermelon sugar high one more time, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Honestly, I'm the biggest One Direction Harry Styles fan. I don't care to ever hear that song again. I really don't. They overplayed like, it. ruin it for them. Like we love Harry Styles, but yeah. like the radio or even I was a big. Uh, weekend the weekend fan yeah and then they just start overplaying them it like it kills it it's they unfortunate really that's why I try not to turn on the radio I just stick to Spotify now yep at all discover weekly every day yes <laughs> oh I've never actually done mine oh, so what? maybe I should start oh, listening to it's it it's some weird AI shit it like knows what you like yes <laughs> oh maybe I'll do that when I drive home then on my commute yes. like every week I would check out my discover weekly like Monday morning yes or on a commute I recommend um like a comedy playlist or like I used oh. to watch uh, or I used to listen to like Pandora comedy and it would uh just play all the best jokes of like stand-up comedians and so you it makes the commute way better I didn't oh, know that they cool. had that. I'm going yeah, to have to check that out. Highly recommend for a community. You just sit there and it's like the highlights of people's stand-up sets. <laughs> Even like the old grades like George Carlin. And yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that is really yeah. cool. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some material for my drive home. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Keep you up. Okay. Well, I mean, that is all we have planned. Um, Hi, thank you, ladies. I cannot thank you enough for coming on. This, this one's so, so good. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry it took so long, but I had so much fun just talking with you guys. Yeah, it's like childhood dream fulfilled. Like, (laughs) oh my God, no, I love it. And anytime you want to do another episode, you want to have girl talk again, like, let me know. I love it. Perfect. I was going to say, I mean, throw it out there. If you want to be friends, I wouldn't mind. We are friends. Um, I have to make sure you email. So the email that you're contacting me on, I have like an influencer manager. It's Komodo. So I went and did shrooms for the first time ever um, in Joshua Tree. Um, when I was going through this like crazy breakup and restraining order, um, my friend was like, I'm, I'm kind of like nervous when it comes to drugs. I'm a big weed smoker and that's it. And, um, she was like, you need to do shrooms. And I was like, I'm scared. You know? And she was like, you gotta like, let shit go. <laughs> so, yep. so we drove out to the desert and, um, and I did shrooms for the first time and it was like kind of life changing. It is, um, isn't it? It was incredible. Um, 
but yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, actually. What did I start talking about that? I don't I know. Mean, I'll were... say I've always been terrified to try them. So terrified. maybe, maybe I'll get brave enough one day now that both of you have confirmed. Well, I did them this weekend and we had a great like banter. I was like, we just need to, we needed to record. We missed an opportunity. <laughs> there we go. Honestly, like I, I'm very scared to, again, like I care about what people think. And so I was like, oh, like, I don't want to be tripping or like, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> um, And so I was outside by myself, like under the stars, like it was very, myself experience but it was so amazing and I'm a huge fan oh the point is I have an influencer agent um he was just someone on that trip that I did dreams with and like it felt like we were bonded he was like he was like I you you don't have enough followers at all but let me represent you and so sometimes I'll like work with Julie or like little brands that he pitches me for but um that is my like email that goes to him I'm gonna email you my cell and then my personal email okay send me back your Instagram so that we can like connect and I can yes. follow you guys awesome. um, yeah we want to do this like once a month to like whatever you guys want or help that you need with your podcast let me know and so I can help post and promote that Thank is you. so sweet that is incredible no, I'm, yeah I love it anytime you want to come back we'll have you it, Girl, anytime yes. <laughs> We'll do like updates or something. Yeah. yeah. And then next time, now that we've got this out of the way, I'm not going to be so like, I'm an interviewer. Let me, let me be correct. And <laughs> no, no, honestly, like we, and we probably went so over, but it was just so fun. Like it feels really natural. Like you guys are so like, um, just easy to talk to. So no, Thanks. you were great interviewers and it's, it's going to do well. Thank you. That means Thank a lot you to so me. much. Yep. No, I had a blast. Awesome. I'm glad you did. Um, okay, well, I'm going to email you all my personal stuff and then make sure we follow each other, stay connected. And then, yeah, email me or send me anything, but let's stay in touch. And then, um, yeah, let's do this like soon. It's like therapy. Okay, cool. We have a we'll, therapist. we'll see you whenever you come to Georgia, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like I just, uh, let event season calm down, but I was thinking of going out around, um, maybe like May or June. So. Okay. okay perfect. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Okay. okay right. Cool. Well, so good to meet you. Good to meet you you too. Just just one line, just like the beginning. All right. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. You've been listening to the Straight Crooked podcast. And then we do like a bye. Yeah, you want to do the bye with us? Yes, I do. Ready? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.